Patterson, Besser, and Hughes. It's Besser with Patterson. Patterson shoots, scores! And Leos Patterson, first career hat-trick overtime winner! Quinn Hughes makes a quick dash down the near side. Takes the puck behind the net, banks it to himself. Out the near side, Hughes shoots, stopped by Quick. Rebound, they score! Brock Besser! And they're gonna have to grab that puck as well because Quinn Hughes has his first point in the NHL. But it was all set up by the dynamic play of number 43 in blue. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Canucks and Pucks podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Zader. Uh, today, we have a great show for you. Uh, we'll be talking with Shane Wilson from the Hockey Writers first in our uh, first conversation. And we'll also be talking to Thomas Vessio from uh, the End to End Puck Talk podcast on uh, the breakdown. And uh, it's exciting to talk to him because uh, I was actually on his podcast for the first time I was on his, on a podcast. And we also we had some great conversation there. So we just continued that going. And uh, we'll also be talking a lot with different uh different podcasters different uh fans different writers throughout the season as we get to know everyone on um in canuck nation uh canucks and pucks is one of my is my first podcast so this is really exciting to get some guests on here only had two episodes before so it's going to be great to actually have some actual conversations with uh with uh, Canuck writers and and in hockey people in general, so it's gonna be an exciting season with um, Elias Pettersson getting his second season going. Uh, Quinn Hughes looking really dominant already in the preseason, uh, showing off his skills. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of young players getting to going, and we talked a lot about that. Uh, we talked about the power play uh, formations that uh, were coming out. We also talked about the RFAs. Uh, that are coming, that are having problems uh, getting signed. So it's it's going to be an ex- uh, interesting start to the season for sure with uh, the Canucks and around the league. So let's get it going. Welcome back to the Canucks and Pucks podcast. I'm uh, happy to an- uh, announce my next guest. He's from the Hockey Writers, uh, Shane Wilson. Uh, hey, Shane, how's it going? I'm good. Thanks for having me. This is definitely something fun to do on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, not bad outside. So, get <laughs> a bunch of trees, but it's, uh, it's not raining, yeah. so I can be happy for that's, that. That's a good thing. Last few days have been uh, quite rainy out uh, here. So, <laughs> I was talking to the the other guy uh, on the podcast and. Uh, he's out in Toronto, and he's like, oh, I'm in sandals. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> I don't even own sandals. That's right. Close as I get to sandals. I know that there's sandals at, like, uh, Old Navy for, like, five bucks, but I haven't been tempted enough yet, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, Canucks are back, which is uh, which is happy, which is really good, so. Lots of fun. First week. Um, so how, who's uh, stood out to you in the preseason so far? I mean, I feel like I'd be uh, hung out to dry if I said Louis Erickson, so I won't say that. But uh, that first that first goal got me a little excited. I was thinking maybe all of our opinions were wrong over the last three years. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little disappointed they sent down Rafferty today. Um, I, yeah, that's what uh, I was going to talk about next is the, the, the guys that were sent down, uh, yeah. Rafferty, Colin, 
Well, uh, we, we only saw Lind a couple yeah. games, so. Yeah, well, I was going to say that Rafferty stood out to me, but now I've kind of jumped ahead, so. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'm sure I'm, I'm not the only one that was impressed by his, uh, by his shot there. I think a For lot sure. of people kind of saw that, and it was kind of a, a little bit reminiscent of, like, Sammy Sallow type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, was, he looked solid. I mean, I've, you've seen a lot of tweets and stuff about, like, the, the depth on the blue line, and uh, it's kind of hard to disagree with that, looking at guys like Rafferty and, you know, uh, Breezewell yeah. and stuff like that guys like that have been kind of stepping up a bit, but yeah, guys like, like I mean, it's unfortunate. We haven't seen you levy a little yeah. more, um, you know, his injuries kind of pushing him back yeah. and uh, for another season, I don't know. I mean, he's, I still have hope for him, but he's got to play some games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's fair to write him off yet, but we, we need to see him play a little bit more before we get like a really well-informed opinion. Right. For sure, especially especially in the NHL. I mean, we need yeah. to see at least one game. He had some uh, AHL success, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, even there, he hasn't had much. Yeah, it was. What was he shortened to? Like something like twenty games or something last year? Yeah, yeah, it was only like twenty games, but he, he put up quite a few points in those twenty. So yeah, no, he looked good when yeah. he was there. Yeah, but I tell you, back to Rafferty. Uh, I mean, a guy for a guy coming out of out of college, and I mean, he's kind of following the same thing that Troy Stetcher did. Mm-hmm. Uh, impressing quite uh, quite quickly yeah like i know even in the in the, the prospects uh, showcase at the beginning after the draft he he was the guy that stood out so yeah and he's kind of yeah. just pushed it ahead to the preseason and hopefully into utica so the stetcher kind of where he uh, people didn't really expect him to impress all that much and then he stood out and they yeah, were all yeah. kind of taken aback by that but i mean a full a full even if he's in utica for the entire season like it, it's still good. He's still going to have improvement over last year. People are still going to be excited to see him play. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It would, it would have been nice to see him up a little bit longer, but I mean, they still have, uh, who do they keep? They kept up. Uh, was it Grauvac? Yeah, they kept him. Uh, he's still up here. And uh, I, I saw Tevis get sent down too as well. So um, what def- defensemen are still up here? Breeze was still here. Or was he one of the list as well? <laughs> they kept uh, – oh, who was it? Oh, no, they let Ferraro go, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, he was released from the PTO. Uh, I thought he looked good too. He did, yeah. The thing is, is Utica can still bring him to camp, and, and uh, hopefully he can get a chance down there too. So Yeah. yeah. Well, it would be nice if he did. I mean, he. I feel like his work ethic kind of matched a lot of the guys on the team. It's not like it was a lack of effort that got him released from his tryout. Just Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think what it is is just the bo- amount of bodies the Canucks have up here right now. I mean, the forwards, there's just so many. And mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for a guy like that to kind of push a guy that does have a contract out. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it would take a lot to outshine someone. Yeah, even if, I mean, even a guy like, you know, like Tim Schaller seems to be, a, still Green seems to like him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, watching him and Beagle work together on a goal is kind of a weird thing. You almost yeah, don't know how to react to it. You're like, I'm not, we're not supposed to like you guys like this. Like, that's right. And it looked, it was a good goal too. It wasn't a garbage goal. Right. I mean, yeah, that's quite a, quite a good shot that Beagle had there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, let's shift. Let's shift gears to the top of the lineup. Uh, JT Miller and Bo Horvat, which I mean, I've I've been really impressed by Miller and like I was commenting, I was tweeting out the other yesterday or a couple days ago about his the way he starts rushes. I haven't seen a forward be able to do that, especially with Horvat yeah. to start a rush that he seems to be able to uh, 
you know, pass quite with ease. So that's yeah, something that's sure. going to be exciting to see. Well, I mean, and him, him being there too. I mean, it's not like all of the focus is going to be on the kind of the bonafide star players anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to just focus on, you know, PD and Brock. They're going to be like, now we got to watch Miller too, you know, him yeah. carrying the puck and gives those guys a little more time to maybe set up and stuff, but he's looked great. in those, those, those new power play units. Those are oh, yes. nice too. Yeah. That was, that was the next thing. Anticipating, which is good. <laughs> Just too excited to talk about that. <laughs> I was I was about to say like the new power play units. I mean I'm I was kind of surprised to see Horvat pushed down to a I guess second unit, but yeah. I mean I understand the kind of logic there. I mean he's kind of set up differently down on the sec on his on his unit on the half wall yeah. rather than rather than being in front of the net. So he may yeah. be able to use his skills a bit more. Well, and like when's the last time too that we've had such depth on the power play that we've been able to afford sending a caliber of Horvat or someone with Horvat's Horvat's caliber down to the second unit, right? Like usually right. we don't have that much leeway to shuffle them around and move them to like the second unit. And no, so we have right. these great players. So they're going to be on the first unit. And then the second is like what's left over. Yeah. That's it's right. kind of I mean, amazing how it's shaped up. Yeah. It's good to actually, like I'm looking at the second unit and I'm like, well, you know, you can split them between have a minute each and have a really good chance of scoring. And yeah, that's not something we've been able to we've been able to say for a long time. I mean, yeah. probably the last time was when uh, you know in 2011 when we mm-hmm. had that depth to have a second unit that actually could uh, be dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't so. just like a, a one and done kind of thing. It's like the first unit goes off and then they've got their hands full with the second unit too. Yeah, that's right. Which is which is like I mean that was the two units that were out. Uh, Furland wasn't even a part of it. So yeah. I know. <laughs> It's all so Levo up there, which is not bad. So, <laughs> a third unit maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. I mean, there's some players that are left off those two units, like you know, a guy like Vertanen and um, Berchi's off, isn't he? Or is he on the second one? Berchi, Berchi's on the second unit. Okay, yeah, with Pearson, um, so he's part of it. Yeah, with Pearson. Um, so I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see these units work, and you could even throw out a third unit and not be horrible. I mean, yeah. I don't know who would center it, but. <laughs> At least we know in a case where there's injuries, we've got the guys that can kind of step in, even even just like in the second unit. Like you mentioned, Furland, you know, he's a big body. Even having him kind of just down low by the net, right? Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, that's that idea. I think it's good not having to resort to a guy like Sutter on yeah, the yeah. power play, which not, not I mean, desperately not turning to him for <laughs> some answers for some goals. Yeah, which I mean. Gives- I actually liked I've actually liked Sutter's game in the preseason and I mean in the scrimmage that uh, I saw it's like hopefully he can actually provide some offense this season I'm not holding yeah. out hope but <laughs> well, I mean, he can actually do something he hasn't given us much of a choice like the way he's been playing you know he I, I hate to say it but he's almost looking like the Sutter that played in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. like he's, he looks like 21 goal Sutter I don't know if yeah. it's too early to say that but in terms of effort it's at least there yeah, which is which is good because I mean the thing is about Sutter is like a lot of people rag on him, but you know you look back in his history, he has scored twenty goals in the league. I mean it's not yeah. like he doesn't know how to score. He can do just, it. Yeah, his injuries have kind of gotten in the way as well, which yeah. you know being broken Maybe up. His confidence a bit or... Yeah, I mean and the thing is, is consistency. Yeah, and it's not easy too. Like when you know you you go down with injuries and then 
you come back and you can't find your game and you're dealing with all these fans calling to, you know, let you go or trade you or saying that you're, you're not the player that you used to be. And maybe deep down he is, and he just needs more of an opportunity. And maybe that's coming up. Maybe that's this year, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, a bit of redemption. That's right. And you see, look, a guy like Gaudet, who's, who really looked, I mean, I was impressed by him in the last game. I mean, he was all over the ice, which, I didn't really see him much in the first two. I mean, he was there, but I didn't see him dominate any. You didn't feel him being there, though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I was actually quite surprised. I mean, Green did play him a ton, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I think that he wanted him to to get going there, and it worked. I mean, he did get that goal, so. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I just want to ask your opinion on it. Is I mean, a lot all over Twitter was you know his fist bump, fist pump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what's what do you think about that? I don't know. And Canucks win six one, and the big focus is oh god, that fist pumped. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, I understand it, but people also, I think, need to understand too that, like, from his perspective, that he's been he's been fighting for a roster spot, and he's one of those guys that knows that if he doesn't impress enough, that he's gone. Like he'll be in Utica, and he knows that without a doubt. The the amount of people that are kind of fighting for a bottom six role if he doesn't score that goal and if he doesn't show that kind of that grit and that, you know, a little bit of fire, then he's going to be as good as gone. Right. So I understand people saying that the fist bump is or fist bumps a little bit too much, but from his perspective, it's not enough, right? Like he's really fighting for his life here. I'm sure he doesn't want to go down to Utica. If he can stay in Vancouver, that'd be great for him. But I know it's kind of hard to understand both sides fully, but he's playing his heart out right now. So. Yeah, and the thing is, that excitement kind of gets a better view too. I mean, yeah. in a preseason game, it's you know, yeah, he's excited about scoring, and yeah, like you said, it's he's got to put all you know his whole game on the ice, or yeah, he's going down to Utica, and yeah. I mean, you got to look at his from his. I mean, I'm sure he's he's kind of like, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that, but mm-hmm. I mean, in the moment, it's it's a young, over he's a young player too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he's a veteran guy that knows all this stuff, right? And imagine, too, like, the enthusiasm in that group right now, knowing that they have made these off-season improvements, watching guys like Miller click with guys like Horvat, yeah. stuff like that. Everybody's got that. You know, it's in the air right now. It's exciting. Yeah. You know, I don't think that maybe he didn't need to do the fist pump, but you can't shame him for being that excited. It, that just means that it's such a good environment for them right now. Yeah. That he's that excited, right? Like, he's hard to contain his emotions it's the adrenaline right gets going yeah and i mean the thing is about his uh, yeah the air around the team is you know his excitement and optimism and it's great to see a guy like that to get in you know excited about it mm-hmm. and you know guys around the dressing room it's yeah it's it's exciting to start yeah. and especially with the future coming up and yeah it's kind of just it's really exciting. And that's, that's how I was yeah. saying, right? So it's, it's simple, right? Like it's just, it's a good, it's a good time to be a part of that team and you want to fight to be a part of it. Right. Cause you don't want to be on the outside looking in with the team right. shaping up the way that it is. You know, if you're God debt, you don't want to be watching from Utica as they, you know, you know, crush their, you know, their win record from last year. And that's right. And you want to be a part of that. And he was part of it. It just, you know, he needs to, continue to improve which he's trying to obviously that's right and I, and he's playing tonight again so yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see we'll see how it uh, shakes down I mean the last there's how many well we're halfway through the preseason now so yeah. he's not he's not doesn't have a lot of games left 
I mean, I would think that they would want to start paring down the roster in the next uh, couple games. So yeah. he'll probably be one of the last cuts if he is cut. Um, right, yeah, he'll probably go yeah. till the end. Yeah. Like, my, my projections was he was going to be the extra forward. I got a lot of people going, well, if he's going to be the extra forward, he should be playing down Utica. I'm like, that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> no, you still need that body up there, right? Yeah. Don't send him I to mean, Utica just because the extra forward title comes up for him. Yeah, I mean, it, he may be the extra forward. It doesn't mean he's not going to play. Yeah, I mean, the extra forward isn't there to just warm the bench all year long, right? Yeah, that's right. And the Who's thing is, is I mean, um, let's see what – yeah, I think he's playing with him. I can't remember the other. I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just oh, I was oh, trying oh. to think in my head as we were going on about him playing tonight. I think he had Goldobin on one side. I believe Levo is on the top line with uh, Pedersen and Besser, I think. Yeah, Levo's filling in on the on the top line because Furlan's uh, sick. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Levo... Uh, Levo's with Pedersen and Besser, uh, Boucher, Sutter, and Vertanen, and go. Yeah, Goddard's playing with Pearson and Goldobin. Pearson and Goldobin. Okay. Yeah. That should be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah and I mean, uh, it could be two thirds of a of a fourth line too with uh, Mott and McEwen. Yeah. Uh, back centering them, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's kind of go with that. Is uh, who do you see on the fourth line? I know you were saying uh, McEwen could. Uh, Take a spot McEwen. there. Yeah, <laughs> kind of got, <laughs> got that from your, one of the article that you wrote there. <laughs> it didn't read impartial. It was, uh, I guess, I'm kind of a homer for him. I don't know why. I, don't know. I just it's, it's his hockey hair and his fight against uh, Barkley Goodrow before. I love that. So I'm just like too excited. Yeah, I do see him actually being, you know, at his prime and probably he could actually become a second, third line guy. Well, I that's mean, what I'm hoping, you know. Like in 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 my in the NHL video game in NHL 19, he's centering my third line. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that has to mean something, right? No, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I, he's uh, I have I have high hopes, but there's just so many people. But I don't know. I just feel like he plays with a lot of determination. Like I don't see I don't see any any quit in him. Hmm. So I'm kind of hoping that's enough to get him a spot on the fourth line. But I mean, if not, let him develop a little more. Can't yeah, be too mad sure. about it. He's shown a little bit of a little bit of promise, and his numbers in the AHL have been great, right? So like last oh, year, he was fantastic. So yeah, well, he'll definitely yeah. get get quite a few call ups, I would think. Yeah, um, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's he's one of those guys that uh, he's going to get a lot of call ups throughout the season, especially with the injuries that this team seems to have. So yeah. Yeah. Seems kind of like a foregone conclusion. There will be something. Yeah, um, hopefully not as much. <laughs> ideally, yeah. I mean, it, if it's like bottom six guys getting hurt where McEwen gets a shot to, you know, step in and make a bit of a difference there, that's fine. <laughs> I don't want to see guys like Pedersen going down again. No, no, no. <laughs> McEwen getting a shot does not mean that Pedersen was the one that got hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that, I mean, just – you know, mentioning mention, mention uh, Pedersen, I I've been really impressed. I've mean, only seen one game, but uh, and he'll play. He's playing tonight, but yep. I mean, the way he's kind of stepped up his, you know, his, his conditioning and the way he's, I mean, he's always cared about play, how he plays. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't think he played too bad, and he's saying he didn't play very well. So <laughs> that yeah, exactly. He, what what does that say about the standard that he has for himself, right? 
Like he expects himself to be doing more than what he's doing. And the fans are watching like, what are you talking about? Like you're doing great. (laughs) You know, (laughs) he's obviously got higher standards for himself than we do for him. So. Which, which is great. I mean, the thing is, is his work ethic is on par with the Sedins and which is, and there's something pretty much unmatched. So yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, Patterson's going to be a guy that's going to – he's not going to be ever satisfied with how he is, even if he's a 100-point player. He's going to always need to be better. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's great, though, right? Like, that just means that the fans get to enjoy him that much more. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. And he now he gets Besser back on his wing, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was looking good even without Besser there, right? And it's just going to yeah. make him twice as lethal. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it's exciting to see – um, you know, two centermen, Horvat and Pedersen, which is the one thing about the NHL now, you need at least two uh, bonafide, se- you know, top six centermen that uh, that can lead your team. And yeah. Canucks have only really only had one borderline one. I mean, everyone's kind of not convinced Horvat was going to be a top line center. Right. He's more suited to be that two guy. But I mean, I think he can be an 80 point guy. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and in the case that Pedersen wasn't around, you know, if he, if we didn't, if we didn't take him and, uh, and it was kind of left to Horvat, I don't think that there'd be a reason that he couldn't center the top line, you know, at least until mm-hmm. someone else kind of stepped up, uh, seeing him score 80 points would be nice. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, even a guy like, I know uh, Taves even had, was it last, it was last season that he had, um, he actually put up quite a few points, which he's been just consistently a 70 point guy. Yeah. And, you know, even guy like Taves is not really the guy you'd think a hundred point player, but he's mm-hmm. still a top. He came a lot closer hit. last year. Yeah. I think, didn't he have a career year last year? He did. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cause yeah, he, like you yeah. said, he's never been that hundred point player, you know? And I, I've team. always seen Horvat as that type. I mean, maybe not the same level Taves is, but similar. He had, yeah, pedigree, right? Yeah. yeah, with the leadership and the intangibles that Horvat provides, and absolutely, yeah, I think he might have better foot speed than Taves. <laughs> he definitely does. I think yeah. he does too. I mean, yeah. uh, Horvat's a, I'd say Taves probably better faceoff man still, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. uh, Horvat's really jumped up in that category too. Which for sure, yeah. and now that now that Miller is there to kind of spell off that, yeah, is is really good, but he doesn't have to take those 2018 face-offs. <laughs> yeah, well, it was the most in the league, was it not? Yeah, like it was. A crazy number of face-offs. It's not to no, say I mean, that, like, Miller will have to, right? But, like, having that little bit of freedom to move him around, right? like, if he gets waved off or something like that, right? how much better Which, is that for the team? That's much better. And the thing is, is it would have been, it would be better if Miller was the other side. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The strong side is still the left side, which... Um, you know, when we had Kessler here, he was able to do that uh, switch off with Henrik really easy because Henrik would just take all his strong side face offs and Kessler would take his strong side. Right. So made made them a really formidable duo there. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, it's something similar, right? Yeah, which which would be really nice. So we actually have a lot of centermen that can that are good on draws too. So I mean, you got Sutter. Um, you know, Pedersen will probably be better this year, too, with the way he's gotten stronger. Yeah, he's a little bit bigger, a little bit more imposing physically. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. Um, tonight's game isn't – I've been seeing mixed reviews if it's on TV or not. But, I've seen uh, a lot, yeah. A lot of people yeah. saying it's not televised. 
And then I just read that uh, NHL.com's just streaming it. I don't know what oh. that means by streaming as being streaming on TV or just streaming a radio broadcast, which could be both. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's better than, better than nothing, right? Yeah, that's so. right. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just have to see it at 6 o'clock then. Yeah, I'll have to wait. <laughs> I don't want to wait for that. I don't want to wait just to find out that I can't watch it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's old so school. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Just going to have to go down to LA. Uh, yeah, that's right. Get a cheap oh, last in, minute ticket. It's in. Um, utah oh really yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, you're right i read that yeah so i don't really want to go there so (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna avoid there that's right that's why yeah so it's just a a final thing uh you think the canucks uh name a captain i mean i would love i would love for it to be horvat and i do i do think that but that's again maybe just being a little hopeful but I'm also I've got this this feeling that Pedersen's preseason and his off season conditioning has maybe put a little bit of doubt in mm-hmm. you know whether or not it should be Horvat or Pedersen. Yeah, and, and I don't think that sits well with a lot of fans because like you've seen the polls and stuff on on Twitter that people have ran, and uh, it seems overwhelmingly still in favor of Horvat, but it's kind of a growing thing where people you know they they're considering Pedersen and talking about how he's stepped up and that he's our best player. So he should be the captain and, you know, all sorts of conjecture and stuff. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of that on, I mean, when people kind of uh, suggested Pedersen being captain, there are people that are on board with it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, not saying that he's not leadership material. I mean, mm-hmm. he definitely is, but you know, he's kind of, he's young. His, it's only his second year in the league. I mean, I don't know if putting all that on him, not to say that he won't, he wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. But, uh, I think, I don't know what, I mean, I don't know how that would go over in the room saying, well, Pedersen's captain, Horvat's been kind of talked about, and then all of a sudden you're giving it to someone else. I think it's the expectation that it's Horvat, right? So not, not to say that Horvat wouldn't handle that news, but it might be a little disappointing to the whole locker room if they've been kind of looking at him like a captain for the last, you know, season and a bit anyways, and yeah, just suddenly go right. in a different direction. Not that they'd be mad about it. Everybody loves Pedersen, right? But to kind of pull the rug out from underneath Horvat like that, you know, it might make shake up his confidence a little bit, or it might make him feel like they, they don't trust him with the captaincy. Right. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who they actually ultimately um, choose. I yeah. think they should choose someone. Yeah. Uh, this season, it's. I don't think going through another season without, uh, you know, a named captain is good. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's doing the team any favors not having a captain. Yeah. I no, guess to answer definitely. your question, I do think that they'll name Horvat captain. I think that they'll name a captain. Um, but whether they do or not, I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I think it's gonna. It will, if it does happen. Uh, it'll probably happen just before the regular season, um, you know, opening night. But right, right. They well, may even do. I don't know if they would ever do do it and announce it during or have something at the beginning of the game, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be cool. And all those fans that bought those tickets, right? That'd be a special treat for them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it was. It's been great talking with you. Uh, yeah. Thanks, man. Um, just the last bit, I'll, I'll open the floor to you. Just kind of announce what stuff, anything that's in the works uh, for you at all. Yeah, no, I mean, just trying to figure out some, uh, some, some maybe weekly content. I know that you, you've been doing, uh, you've been starting out with some weekly stuff now that the season's kind of kicked back off. 
uh, yeah, just kind of looking for some for, for something weekly that I can get going as well. I mean, Dave, you've seen, I think David Quadrelli's doing one as well. Um, so there's a few. Is, is Sean Warren doing one? I, I like don't know if Sean's doing. He's working on. He's he's working on his. He's doing the podcast. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, as far as as far as I go, no, I'm just kind of looking for. Um, just kind of, you know, looking through some ideas, finding something that I can work on weekly. So I've got some some consistent content coming out because now that the season's starting up, I'm getting all excited. But of course, it's like one of those situations where as soon as you think of something cool, you read it on Twitter and you're like, damn it, it's there, you know? So just a matter of beating other people to the punch, right? Yeah, you beat me to the punch with Miller time. So Did I? What, just yeah. saying Miller time? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one of, one of my headlines for my Canucks Weekly one. Now i got to change it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll go back and I'll see if they can just remove that part. <laughs> it's no problem. I'll, I'll think. <laughs> well, I said Miller time again, didn't I? I think that you could probably just use Miller time. That's right. Or JT Miller time. I don't know. Sounds like I'll figure something. Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's probably the first time that I beat somebody to an idea, so or at least to the, to getting it written down, right? Right, right. Yeah, oh, that happens. Man. It was a good, it was a good article. Yeah. Thank you, so. man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it was great talking with you. We have a, a strong, strong group at hockey fighters uh, covering the Canucks this season. So it doesn't seem like uh, they've had much coverage on, on the team in the past. So mm-hmm. we have a strong team going. Might be a little brighter this season. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's so, definitely uh, looking like that. So. Yeah. So everyone look out for hockey writers for the Canucks content for sure. Yeah, that should be cool. A lot of lot of promising articles coming coming their way. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it was right. great to be on here with you. I was pondering what I would do with my uh, with my Saturday afternoon, and this gave me something. So I appreciate it. It's the first time awesome. I've been on a podcast too. So. Oh, awesome! It was yeah. uh, it was great talking with you. It's good conversation. How, yeah. And definitely, uh, have you on again. Yeah. Nice man. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Shane, Shane can be uh, follow can be uh, on Twitter at Shane Coover. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter there, and uh, look out for the articles on HockeyWriters.com as well. Uh, thank you, Shane. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Yeah. You too. Hey. Thanks. And uh, my next guest today on the Canucks and Pucks podcast is Thomas Vessio from the End to End Puck Talk. Uh, out the breakdown. So how how's it going, Thomas? Glad to be on the podcast. How are you doing, Matthew? I'm doing awesome. How's the weather out in Toronto these days? Yeah, it's not bad. Can't complain. I mean, I'm wearing shorts, so yeah, it's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, out in Vancouver, it's kind of a gloomy day last week. Uh, and back to our normal Vancouver weather out here. So <laughs> it's in yeah, the usual. Yeah, the usual. That's right. Um, so yeah, hockey's back, which is very exciting. I've, it's been a long off season, all the changes, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of stuff happening around the NHL with um, the restricted free agency. So I think we'll we'll start with that. How how uh, you know how how confused are you with the amount of RFA's that are still not signed? Uh, it's kind of a confusing time for the whole league. You know, my guy Mitch Marner for the Leafs just signed. He was yeah. well, he wasn't really holding out the whole off season, but you know. Uh, it took long to get him and Kyle Dubas on the same page, him and his camp. But like the other RFAs that aren't signed, like Ranton, Line, and Connor, it's, it's been a struggle, and I'm pretty sure it's been long, long days for the general managers in uh, Winnipeg, Kevin Shovel-Dayoff, and uh, Joe Sackick in Colorado. And then with you guys, you had Brock Besser. 
yeah, as an RFA yeah. for a couple months, but um, that was all resolved and Jim Benning got it done. So uh, with all the RFAs that are still unsigned, it kind of sucks because you want to see them in the league. You want to see the talent on the ice on a night-to-night basis. But at the end of the day, these guys want to get paid the money and they want to be on this team for a certain amount of time. And I can't, I can't knock them down for that. But at the end of the day, you want to play hockey and I think these guys will. So whether it takes... Uh, the next two weeks of training camp or it takes the next three months of the season till December. Uh, we'll wait and see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Besser was, it was getting to the point where oh, yeah. everyone's kind of worried that uh, he wasn't going to start the season. It's like, who's going to be playing on uh, Pedersen's <laughs> line that without him. So, I mean, I was, I wasn't worried. I mean, Besser's one of those guys. He's, you know, he's been dealing with a lot with his dad out in Minnesota. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we can't fault him for, you know, wanting to spend time with his family too. So it's exactly. a hard thing with the contracts and the agents getting involved there too. So, I mean, and that's probably the case with a lot of the RFAs. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of drama around Lane with, uh, you know, he's over in yeah. Finland still. And, you know, some of the comments that he's, he's said around, um, <laughs> you know, the coaching staff too. So, I mean, it's, it's it's a little bit uh, you know with the with the stuff with um, the fans too. So yes, yeah, and then, I mean even out here with Besser, a lot of the fans are starting to turn on him, which was wrong. Yeah, I mean I don't know if that's the case with Marner at all. So oh oh man, uh, a lot of Leaf fans were turning against Mitch Marner in his camp. So yeah, it's I mean when when business gets involved and money gets involved it gets a little dicey. Yeah. It's not just you know go back and just play hockey and get it on the ice rather than uh you know in the offices, right? So Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's let's put that aside. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, <laughs> you know, especially for the Jets, hopefully Connor and uh you know, at least Connor signs. I mean, that's two high-end forwards that they're going to be yeah. without and uh you know, they're especially even with um with Bufflin being on that oh, leave God, of yeah. absence too, right? So doesn't help. They're a bit, yeah, it doesn't help. So we'll put that. Uh, well, hopefully that gets all resolved in the next few weeks, and everyone can start the season with, uh, you know, as strong a lineup as they can. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, next thing I'll talk about is, uh, you know, training training camp just ended for a lot of teams. Um, preseason's underway. Have you had seen any forwards that have kind of jumped out at you in the NHL? either for the Leafs or around the league that uh, you're kind of keeping an eye on? Well, around the league, I would uh, – well, Jack Hughes just had that two-goal game for the Devils not too long ago, I think a couple nights ago. So that was a pretty good debut, as well as his linemate in that game, Nikita Gusev. He had an right. awesome game as well. Um, for the Leafs, you know what? No one has stood out because they're 0-2 right now. I know right. it's the preseason. you got to calm down a bit. <laughs> but, I mean, the guy who really stood out for the Leafs, I mean, like 34, Austin Matthews. It's like right, he scored yeah. two goals yesterday. They're pretty nice goals. And I guess for the Canucks side of things, I'll add a Canucks factor into this. I have really liked Elias Pettersson in this preseason. Oh, yes. yeah, he yeah, is yeah. flying out there. I don't know what this guy changed in the offseason. I saw the photos of his transformation <laughs> from yeah, last yeah. year's body to this year. It's crazy. And I think he's going to have a really big season with his new line mate, uh, Michael Furland. I assume oh, yes. he's going to be on the same line. Maybe him or JT Miller, they'll test yeah. that out. But yeah, yeah for, it's going to be mean, exciting. Through preseason, like in the first, well, he's only played one game, but he played with Furland in that game. And then during training camp, he's been paired with him too. So um, I'm thinking the Furland's probably going to start the season with him. Um, JT Miller's looked really impressive uh, Mm -hmm. with Horvat. So I'm really excited to see them going. And I mean, the good thing about the Canucks this year is they're, 
they're they have depth, which yes. we haven't been able to say that in many years. I would say yeah. probably <laughs> probably since 2011. I would say <laughs> cup run. So yeah, yeah, since the cup run, I would say uh, that's when they had the most depth. Right now, we have like you know the Canucks have a lot of players that are on the bubble, and uh, yeah, actually that's a good segue into the next thing. Um, okay. Do you think that any you know who of the Canucks? Do you have anyone that kind of stands out as being trade bait? Um, oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it's it's really early in the season, but trade bait to talk about now, I don't know. I couldn't give you an answer. Maybe right. if Thatcher Demko is good enough to kind of steal the job from Markstrom this year, maybe Markstrom could be trade bait for the yeah. Vancouver Canucks because they want Thatcher Demko to hold his own once, like maybe next year, maybe even at the tail end of this year. So maybe with the goaltenders, maybe Markstrom could be trade bait. But on the forward side, I do not want to trade any of those forwards that Canucks no, have because sure. they're really good this year uh, for up front. So I really like the Canucks up front. Yeah. I mean, the the guys that are kind of standing out, because the, the one thing about, about the Canucks right now is that they're kind of getting into a roster crunch, which, I mean, there's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of bodies in camp and not enough spots and too many one-way contracts. So, like, But that's a good thing. You know, that's a good thing. It's a, it's a great thing. Um, mm-hmm. Hoping that, you know, like a guy like Brandon Sutter, who's, you know, in the last preseason game, he actually, he scored and he looked really yeah. good. So, yeah, the penalty shot. And even, yeah, and the penalty shot. And then in, in the scrimmage, he, you know, earlier, he looked really good too. So maybe he'll, you know, get some trade value and the Canucks will maybe get rid of him. But the thing is, is like I was talking to uh, Chris Faber, who's, host of the Canucks conversation I've heard about that podcast yes yeah uh he was saying that one thing about it is that you know Sutter is a good penalty killer and mm-hmm. you know we want to get rid of these guys but who's going to kill penalties we don't want guys like Elias Pedersen even you know Horvat taking too many you know penalty killing shifts and yeah. you know Sutter can kill penalties and guys like that and even Louis Erickson good penalty killer so I mean, we need yeah you could even throw team. Beagle into the mix in the penalty kill as well yeah. So, I mean, you got to think about that too. Uh, you know, we want to get rid of these guys cause they're, you know, they're overinflated contracts, but they still have a role. Yes, exactly. I agree. So, yeah. Um, and yeah. So you said about Pedersen that do you like Furland with them? Uh, any other forwards that you think, you know, could get a chance that, or you like with them? With Pedersen? I mean, yeah. Besser's the obvious answer. I mean, yeah. but if you want to throw in maybe, I don't know, maybe Josh Levo on the line maybe sometimes. Right. I know they kind of did that last year, but I don't know if that's the mindset to go in this year. Maybe Levo doesn't want to switch sides or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, Horvat and Miller, I would like to see a lot of that during the season because I think Horvat's maybe not one of the best two-way centers in the league, but he's going to grow in that, in the, in that uh, form for sure. And him with JT Miller, I just think that they're going to have a lot of chemistry. One's going to grind into the corners and kind of get the puck to Horvat in the open slot and get some goals. And the other one's just going to be down the ice on a 200-foot game in Horvat. So I would like yeah. to see that a lot during the season. I think that I think that the Canucks are in very good hands up front. That's just, just say that. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, one thing about Miller is that he can take draws, which I've said a few times in a lot of my articles. The thing is that he, you know, Horvat can't be taking that many Right. Uh, face-offs mm-hmm. uh, in a game, right? I mean, or in a season. So yes. Miller's going to kind of take that uh, 
kind of pressure off him to do, you know, take so many draws, right? So, yeah, both are looking for captains right now. Um, oh God! What do you think about <laughs> what do you think about the about Austin Matthews being the front runner there? <laughs> I think he is uh, a good front runner. A, he's been in the news a lot in Toronto uh, for the C. Um, basically because he is the free face of the franchise. There's no uh, question about it. And I think that, you know, this guy, he, his mindset going to games and playing games is really like really relaxed. And I think he could handle that pressure when it does come. I think it is going to come because he will get the captaincy for the Toronto Maple Leafs and for Vancouver side. I think Bo Horvat, I mean, you've said it a lot on Twitter. I've seen it. (laughs) I've seen it so many times, Matthew, that you tweet about that and the Canucks fans. And I think that's, a perfect choice in your captain. He's been there for years. He knows yeah. he knows how to lead by the Sedins uh, mentoring him. So I think that's a very good fit for the Vancouver Canucks and the Leafs as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing that's kind of come out in the last, I'd say, month or so is everyone kind of seeing Pedersen being as a captain because of the fact that he's so dynamic and so, you know, he leads the team by example too. The thing is, yep. is he's so young. I mean, yes, exactly. I'm mean, not saying Horvat's not uh, young still, but he's got a lot more experience, uh, right. in a, you know, a leadership role than Pedersen does. I yeah. I do give it that Pedersen kind of embodies that, um, you know, lead by example type uh, type type player. But I yep. think Horvat's the the obvious yeah. choice here. He's the guy. Yeah, I don't he's know been why. The assistant captain for a long time as well. For so. sure. Yeah, I don't know why management's taking so long to make this decision, but. Uh, I think it's better off that both for, for the Leafs and for the Canucks to actually name a captain this season. <laughs> Very soon, can't yeah. Going, they can't be going, <laughs> going through season. another year without. So No. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, for us, for us, we can't get past the first round. So maybe if we name one that kind of fixes problems, I don't know. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just, can't, you just guys can't uh, meet Boston the first round. Oh, that's my all. God. Don't even talk about Boston, man. <laughs> So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the Maple Leafs are further along in the fact of being a contender than the Canucks are. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the one thing about them is, they're, you know, I, the Leafs and the Canucks are quite, really exciting teams, fast, exactly. pace, yes. young. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, is they're very exciting teams, uh, Canadian teams to watch. And, yes. And it's it's exciting to be fans of both teams right now, so. Yeah, I and then one more mention I just want to mention on the back end, Quinn Hughes is going to be a star in this league. Oh, yes. Uh, he, like, yeah. the way this guy skates, he looks even bigger. I think he put on, I don't know how many pounds in the offseason, but he looks like he's ready for a step up from last year. I know he didn't play a lot last year. He had three assists in five games, I think. Yeah. And for him to be paired maybe with Alexander Edler on that blue line this season is going to give a lot of experience to uh, Quinn Hughes. So I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm excited for him. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Hughes is being paired with Tanev right now um, in training camp. So it's looking like that's probably the case, and Myers is going to play with Edler. But, you know, okay. it's fluid with the defense. Um, yeah. You know, you don't know. I mean, everyone's saying, you know, he's also – Hughes has been all, also been paired with uh, Troy Stetcher. So it's uh, – and Myers in the last game. So it's going it, it's it's to be progress. a work in yeah. progress with experimenting and – and that's what preseason's about. So exactly, yeah. Um, for us, a final a final thing going into the season is what uh, what uh, what team right now would you think is having the most question marks going into the season? And in you know different categories, I'd say uh, for me, it's probably the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, what about you? Same uh, same answer, man. I think the Winnipeg Jets just 
they need to get their stars signed up. Uh, Connor and Line here are a phase, as we talked about in the intro. If they're yeah. not there, I don't know who's going to score for this team besides Mark Scheifele and the forward group. Wheeler's yeah. more of a pass-first guy. So if you have a pass-first guy and a guy like Scheifele, who has to, who, who they have to remember is also taking center responsibilities. He has to get back to his own on the ice and the offense is on the ice. So if he's doing that, I don't know who's going to score for that team. I, I just oh. don't see who can be that number one scorer. Maybe Jack Roslick steps up. I don't know. Maybe yeah. uh, Veselainen steps up, but I don't know who's going to score on forward for the <laughs> Winnipeg Jets. And yeah, that's the question mark for me heading into the season. We actually talked about it on the N10 uh, podcast right. as well. So yeah, one thing I was like, I was going through their um, their roster, and without Connor and Lane, it's it's thin. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, no, you're not. It's long, very no. thin. I mean, the thing is, is like with both, they're both. You ought to add up their scoring, their points. I mean, that's a lot of points to come out of your lineup without. Yeah, that's almost sixty really, goals from last year. Yeah, without anyone really, you can't really pinpoint anyone that's going to take that scoring. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick Ehlers had a down season last last year. I don't know if he's he's got to bounce back. Um, I think you know, he has to. <laughs> he has to. He's bumped up to the top, you know, top yeah, line. I would say um, now. So, and then that their defense is a mess too. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, with Bufflin retiring almost like you know they've lost again, Myers, they back lost there. Truba. I mean, yes, Chirot. Chirot, and then they have uh, Neil Pionk, who's still young and he's not proven to be a top pairing guy so oh, exactly yeah yeah it's it, yeah a lot of question marks there and i'm glad the canucks aren't one of those <laughs> one of them right <laughs> now I mean, it doesn't seem to be that the the leagues or you know talk around the leagues that the canucks are in trouble so no i don't think it's so. a good good change from previous years <laughs> and even with the canucks like even if they do stink what do you have to lose i mean yes this you want to be in the playoffs but i mean with the canucks like i mean it's like a win-lose situation. If you make the playoffs, oh, it's great. But if you lose, I mean, you get another draft pick. Maybe yeah, another you draft one, another yeah. guy. But, I mean, yeah. yeah, with the Canucks, I think <laughs> I think you guys are safe hands. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. Like, I, I know our prospects pool is probably the deepest it's been in years. So, yes, even the yeah, future is pretty good. So, yeah. It's always good to have problems with having to worry about cap space right. and having to sign. Yeah, we, we would know so. that. We would know that. <laughs> yeah, you guys have uh, – have what how much money tied up in four guys it's kind of a it's kind of crazy 40 million <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know down the road i don't know how um dubas is gonna have to do some uh some modern day gming so <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's <laughs> what you have to do the black the numbers. <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm but i'm i am excited for what the road holds for the toronto maple leafs in the future but yeah, it's a lot of money tied up to four players, as you just mentioned. And the Canucks for next year with um, – sorry, no, this year, coming into this year, with Besser's contract, absolutely steal of a contract. Oh, we didn't talk yeah. about that yet. but Yeah, that's what was my I next think thing. That yeah. the, 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 okay, we'll talk about that now. Besser's yeah, contract, either. absolute steal. Maybe you wanted another three years at six years. But, I mean, three years at, what, 5.8 something, 5.875? Yeah. 5.875, yeah. So and, I think that's a great deal for Brock Besser. Yeah, and the thing is, is he's still an RFA after his deal, so it's not like we're having to push him into free agency. Which no, exactly. Yeah, I think Benning's a little bit of a genius on his, you know, bringing guys in at the end of seasons and burning a year off their contract, kind of for, you know, adds an RFA year. So 
Yeah. It's, it's, you know, everyone kind of rags on him for some of his deals, but (laughs) some of the free agent deals sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) The draft picks are definitely genius, but some of the free agent signings, eh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you're not alone with, (laughs) with, with that thought. So, um, yeah. So yeah, th- thank you for uh, for coming on the podcast. It's uh, it's great talking with you. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully, I could come on soon, and uh, vice versa for you as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, just uh, last thing, um, you think the Canucks are making the playoffs? You know what? If the if the top of the division um, stays, I guess not no particular order, but San Jose, Calgary, Vegas. If you guys can get a wild card spot, I think that's definitely in the sights for the Vancouver Canucks. I definitely think they could make the playoffs with this team. They just have to stay consistent. Uh, Marky and Ned and Demko in the back end have to stay consistent as well. As long as they're league average, I think this team can squeak into the playoffs. Yeah, and have, be healthy, which is a exactly. Huge thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the one thing the Canucks have not been in the last few years is healthy. So it's uh, that's also a question, you know, a lot with a lot of the forwards and. That's that's going to be a storyline for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks, Matthew, for having me on. All right. Yeah. No problem. Um, just uh, I'll give you one last thing. Uh, anything coming up that everyone can kind of look out for? Uh, well, I have been releasing a series of articles regarding the top fifty players in the National Hockey League uh, since I think the end of August. So twenty to eleven is coming up tomorrow. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, whenever this gets put up, I think it's going to be already out. So twenty eleven. Will already be already be out, and then awesome. one to ten is or ten to one is going to be coming up the next Friday. So excited for that, and maybe some leaf articles. I don't know. There's a lot of content to produce now since hockey's starting, so I'm very oh, excited. Yes. Awesome. All right, yeah. Uh, thanks, Thomas, and you can follow Thomas at uh, at Tom, Thomas Vesio15, and you can also hear him on the end to end puck talk podcast at the breakdown as well. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode of Canucks and Pucks. I'm glad uh, everyone came back to listen to to my to the podcast as we had a pretty long hiatus there. Uh, sorry to all my listeners uh, that was waiting for another episode. Uh, glad to be back. Glad to be talking Canucks with everyone again. And uh, we'll be having a couple guests every episode, hoping to get at least two uh, people coming on and talking Canucks, talking uh, NHL in general, hockey. And I'm hoping uh, for a lot of Canuck Way guys coming up soon. And hopefully even to get Chris Faber on the program. Uh, We will be having a lot of conversation as this exciting season and the 50th anniversary season coming up, uh, which is going to be exciting uh, with uh, the Sedins. Uh, again, their numbers are tired. Uh, Burroughs with his, uh, uh, with the ring of honor induction. So it's going to be a really exciting year for sure for conversation, for writing, for podcasts. Uh, so keep an eye out for a lot more Canuck content from me and uh, from all the Canuck writers out there. And uh, hopefully everyone tunes in again. And uh, thank you and go Canucks go.